Welcome to Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host, Gio Garcia. And today we have a very special guest from LA Times' own, very own Kevin Baxter. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hi. By the way, we should tell everybody we are standing outside at the Performance Center for Los Angeles Football Club, LAFC. So we're outside, so you're going to hear a little wind and maybe some people walking by giving us a hard time. But we just decided it's a beautiful day. We decided we'd do this outside rather than be in a cramped studio. So um, if you hear some ambient noise, that's why. Yeah, if you hear the wind, you hear all the authenticity that I like to share with the folks here. Uh, so Kevin, uh, first of all, how you been? Good, good. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a, it's been a while. I've been been away for a couple of weeks, but I'm excited to hear, uh, get back and talking some soccer with you. Uh, so let's start off with the first team who's been hot as of late, LA Galaxy. They, I think they won the last six games. They're like the hottest team. They're number two in the power, power rankings. Uh, tell me what you've seen from them in the last couple of weeks. Well, they have the longest unbeaten streak in MLS. Uh, they're 7-1-1 and now, second in the Supporter Shield standings, only to LAFC, who's, who uh, is one point ahead because they played one more game. Um, the Galaxy are a little two-dimensional right now, though, in my opinion. They have Zlatan, who has uh, eight goals, second in the league to Carlos Vela. Four of those goals have been game-winning goals. He had the game-winning goal in their last game. Everything offensively definitely runs through Zlatan. So um, if opponents can figure out a way to take him out of the game, which they haven't done yet, so mm-hmm. it's not time to panic. But if opponents can figure that out, again, the Galaxy very one-dimensional offensively, and we'll talk about how they're going to bring in some help uh, uh, for that soon. But it, it's Zlatan on offense and then David Bingham in the, in the back line on defense. Uh, David Bingham in, in, in goal has the second-highest save percentage mm-hmm. in MLS. So one of the things with David Bingham, he told me uh, that before the season started, Guillermo uh, Barascolota, the coach of the Galaxy, and his coaching staff sat down with David and said, look, for you in goal, there are two goals. One is to win a championship, and the second is mm. for you as David Bingham to play well enough to get back in the national team picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's nominated for uh, MLS Player of the Month for April. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it definitely, I think, part is in the national team picture. So it was that pregame speech that he got, pregame pep talk from mm-hmm. the coaching staff that has really lit a fire under him. I mean, he's having his best season ever in MLS. Yeah, and you're seeing, I mean, just, just the performance the last few games. And LA Galaxy has played some tough teams. They just played Real Salt Lake. They got that 2-1 victory. And you just see, obviously, what Guillermo Scolota has done with the club and just from the players. You just see Jonah, like, excelling even better playing in that midfield than Slatan is Slatan. Uh, what have you seen from the rest of the team, rest of, like, the, the role players? Well, you talk about what... Uh, Guillermo has done. Uh, the Galaxy now has twenty have twenty two points and seven victories. Mm-hmm. They didn't get either one of those twenty two points mm-hmm. or seven victories until July last yep, year, yep. and they did it in in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're now in, in early May, and and they're way ahead of schedule. Um, so he, you know, Guillermo's brought a, a a whole new philosophy, the way the team plays, the way the team attacks. Uh, what's really been surprising is the defensive shape. You think of uh, Guillermo Barrascoloto as an offensive oriented coach, and he is, mm-hmm. but he's brought some. Uh, it's pretty much the same defenders with mm-hmm. the exception of Diego Polenta on a regular basis. It's the same defenders they had last year when they gave up 64 goals. This year, um, David Bingham just recently had a streak of 470 minutes without mm-hmm. a goal from the run of play. He gave up one on a penalty kick. So it, the big change has been uh, defensively. Uh, but the Galaxy are just 
they're, it's just a different team than it was mm-hmm. last year. And I really do credit the coaching staff and the front office with Dena DeClosa because they mm-hmm. have come in and they've had a plan. They've had a philosophy. Uh, when you talk about the additions, and they uh, appear to be very close to signing Fabio Alvarez, uh, an Argentinian forward. Again, t- this would be to help Zlatan up front, to give him a little bit of cover. This is a guy who can play both wings. He can play in the midfield. He can play as a forward, uh, as a striker if they need. He's the kind of guy Dennis DeClosa said he wanted. Mm-hmm. He's a versatile guy with Roman Alessandrini, the mm-hmm. midfielder, out until at least September. The Galaxy, again, needs some offensive help. Uh, so it, Fabio Alvarez is expected that he'll sign before the transfer window closes next Tuesday. So if they bring him in, when you look at the additions mm-hmm. and when you talk about the idea that DeClosa and, and Guillermo Barascolo have a game plan, have a philosophy. Look at the guys they brought in. Diego Polenta mm-hmm. uh, is a South American. They brought in uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez. He's Costa Rican, two-time World Cup starter. Mm-hmm. They brought in Orlean Tuna, a Mexican player, mm-hmm. who's very good and started every game in the midfield this year. Now they're going to bring in Fabio Alvarez. When you look at the players they're bringing in, how different it is from last year and the year before when mm. the Galaxy, their additions before were guys like Jorgen Shelvick, Ralph Felcher, Roman Alessandrini. Uh, um, uh, they brought in uh, uh, Siani, Michael Siani. They brought in uh, Yella Van Damme. They brought in a lot of European players. Yeah. Now they're bringing in these South American players who play a very dynamic, possession-oriented style of play. That's exactly the kind of style that Guillermo wants to play. And they got so much grit, too. Like, the players that they, they bring in, they just have so much grit, so much willpower that I see. And, yeah, like, to, to what you said, obviously they... Pr- prior to Dennis uh, was close. I can't even say his name. I'm trying to spit it out. But, like, they don't – last year I don't feel like they had the grit. That I feel like this team had given up. This year they're fresh. They're energizing. You, you can never count them outside of a game. Well, one of the things they did last year under, under Ziggy Schmidt was, uh, again, talking about the defense on the back line. Sometimes they play with five in the back, sometimes with three. Sometimes they go with a straight 4-4-2. Four, four, it seemed to change depending on personnel injuries mm-hmm. game to game. This team, what they do is they, they play the same style – and if there's an injury, they plug a player into a spot, but they don't change the entire approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea of bringing in these South American players, remember, Dennis DeClosa worked for many years with the Mexican the national, uh, team. national team, um, has a lot of contacts throughout Latin America because of that. Mm-hmm. Guillermo Barrascolota was one of the best coaches in Argentina. He has a lot of contacts in South America. They have play a very distinct uh, style, much like uh, LAFC does. So they've gone out and get players that they know, that they have familiarity with, mm-hmm. that know the style. It just makes it much easier. Mm-hmm. And this is just the start. Dennis yeah. DeClose has talked about he has a three-year plan that remake this team. A lot of these players that you see on the team now will not be here in three years. And there's going to be players that understand that's, I think, a lot of them Latin American because it's just easier. They understand mm-hmm. the style. They understand the philosophy. They're on the same page. Uh, you may have a better player in Europe, but then you have to bring them in and teach them the, the style. Yep. So you have to teach them the system. That's that's a better way to say mm-hmm. it. You have to teach them the system. They're bringing in guys that start right on page one. And I w- we talked about uh, the Galaxy now. They just finished a streak where they played three games in ten days. Mm-hmm. They're starting one Saturday where they'll play three games in Sa- eight days. Okay. Saturday, they'll play, they, they start a streak where they play three games in eight days. Um, they play six games in the month of May. It's a very, very tough schedule. I would not be surprised if Fabio Alvarez comes in and maybe even plays in the game Wednesday in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? The guy hasn't even practiced with the team. Well, because he knows the style, and, mm-hmm. it, and it just makes that so much easier for everybody. Yeah, and, and it's exciting time just to be 
a fan and supporter just be here in the Los Angeles area. I mean, you got number one, LAFC, number two, LA Galaxy, which is kind of just hit on all the points. And then if they do bring uh, Fabio, that's just going to be exciting, just more weapons for Guillermo Scalotto to, to add on. And they granted, they did this, I think, what, uh, Dennis Close came in January and then Scalotto came like a couple weeks after that. They've done this in a really short amount of time. And to be number two in the power rankings is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that, uh, again, having that philosophy, knowing what they want to do. They didn't come into L.A., neither one of them come into L.A. and say, well, gee, how does this work? They came in and said, we have our idea, and we are going to bend everything to our idea. We're going to make our idea work as opposed to looking at the players and saying, how do you guys want to play? They're making it work their way. You know, Guillermo did say uh, privately that he did not like a lot of players on this team, that they didn't fit his model. Mm -hmm. And so you will see guys coming in, new guys coming in, some old guys going out, and, and that's going to continue for a while. But when you talk about L.A., Galaxy have the longest unbeaten streak in the league. LAFC has the longest home winning streak in the league. It's 11 games now. Um, it, as you mentioned, they are 1-2 in the Supporters' uh, Shield standings. Um, they're among the top teams in attendance. LAFC has sold out every game they played. So if you're a soccer fan in L.A., remember... There's nobody else playing right now. Clippers, mm-hmm. Lakers, done. Yeah. Ducks, Kings, done. Dodgers, Angels, very early in the season. Mm-hmm. No NFL right now. So this is sort of the golden moment for soccer in Southern California. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned that because I was gonna, I was gonna hit on that. Like this is like where they can get, they can grow their fan base. They can get more people, attract those people, and obviously, right? If you want to bring in more celebrities to attract more attention, this is like that short window that that those teams have enough time to do it. Um, so LA Galaxy will play. Um, uh, a team, New York Red Bulls, who is two, two, and four. This is, I mean, this is a great way. Obviously, uh, it should be an easy one for them. What do you say? Well, you know, they're two and two at home, so they've won two games at home. Uh, they were the Supporters Shield winners last year. They were the best mm-hmm. team in MLS last year. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, their big striker, he's struggled a little bit. Uh, it, it's some concern about injuries. We'll see whether he plays or not. But this is a Red Bull team that is very, very talented. They haven't played well yet, and those are kind of the dangerous teams because you don't want to be the team facing them when they finally wake up. And it's going to be a road game. Again, the Galaxy coming off a very tough streak. They had to travel across the country. There's a lot of things that make this a difficult game for the Galaxy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we hit on a lot of good things here on the Galaxy now, so we're here at the LAFC training facilities. Let's head on the LAFC. Um, they're the number one power ranking team. They have seven wins, two draws, and one loss. It was kind of a, a tough game for them against uh, Seattle Sounders last week. They, they, didn't, they got the tie. Uh, Seattle Sounders is moving up on the power rankings as well. What have you seen from LAFC in the last few weeks? Well, that was a terrible result for LAFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had Seattle down to uh, 10 men for the majority of the game. I think it was 72 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, uh, Seattle actually went down two men in stoppage time. So the last couple of minutes of stoppage time, LAFC had uh, you know, they had a two-man advantage and couldn't score. Christian Ramirez just botched a, a very obvious goal-scoring opportunity, one that you know it's going to haunt him for a long time. Mm-hmm. They did get a point, but it felt like a loss. It felt yeah. like they definitely should have had mm-hmm. three points. And if they get those three points, that's a huge statement. They had a defensive error in the, in the opening minute, went mm-hmm. down in the first minute um if they had come back to win that game as they should have i think that would have been a real statement instead i feel like they left that probably feeling like they left definitely they left two points on the table um but but having said that i mean they they didn't lose they Mm -hmm. extended their uh, unbeaten streak um unlike the galaxy they have carlos vela who leads the league in goals um but diego rossi is third in the league in goals right behind him so there's there's two attackers that other teams have to worry about and then the same thing as the galaxy tyler miller in goal Mm -hmm. has just been lights out has played very very well um it, it 
this LAFC team to me doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. Maybe depth a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Christian Ramirez probably needs a little bit of help up front, and when mm-hmm. Diomandi comes back from injury, that will help them. I just don't see any any weaknesses. They do struggle on turf. They lost to Vancouver on turf, and they mm-hmm. had this draw with Seattle on turf. The artificial turf, the players tell me, is very difficult for their style of play. Yeah, and, and seeing those two games, you can see that they, it took them a while to kind of adjust. The ball was coming at them fast, right? You're, used, you're so used to playing in grass, and when the ball, you expect the ball to be right there in your feet. It's a little bit a couple, couple feet ahead of you. I think that well, the rhythm was off. I think that kind of just knocked them off in the first couple of minutes of the game. Yeah, the, people talk about the turf and injury. Injuries and when you when you tackle, you get abrasions and things. It's really the way the ball plays. Uh, Abby Wambach talked in the Women's World Cup four years ago when it was all on turf that even the ball bounces differently. If you're trying to play to to, to play a ball that's taking a bounce, or you're trying to play a ball on the volley, it moves differently. And LAFC is not you know the Galaxy and LAFC for all their similarities play a very different game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Galaxy with Slaton, they like to play the ball high. They like high crosses mm-hmm. um, because they have a height advantage. Uh, LAFC is different. It's a very short team. They play on the ground. And so the, the, the surface that they're playing on is extremely important. It's a possession-oriented, uh, high-passing uh, type of style. And if they're playing on a surface they're not used to, that's very difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so, obviously, we'll just hit on a few more things. I think we're almost ready to go back there. They play against Chicago Fire, another team that doesn't have the best record. They're 2-3-4. and four. What do you expect to see from LA, LAFC this weekend? Obviously, I don't think Dio's avail- is going to be available for them this weekend. What, do you, what would you like to see from them? Well, they're, unlike the Galaxy, they're well-rested. They're coming home. I think that they're, they're really uh, chomping at the bit to go. I think they've... They want to put that Seattle result behind them. Um, so uh, I expect them to come out firing all cylinders, really looking to t- you know, take no prisoners. The Chicago team uh, is not playing well. They have a couple of good players. But, um, uh, you know, I, I'm looking to see a really dominant LAFC performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, same here. They're at home. They get, they get to get that, you know, add the winning streak to, to be at home. I just think, like, up top, like, you, I know you mentioned Christian Ramirez. What do, what do you think? Do you think he just doesn't fit in the system? Or what, what do you think is up with Christian Ramirez? Well, he started the season really hot. Mm-hmm. And um, m- my feeling was that he went to national team camp for a month. When Christian Ramirez came here, he came in the middle of the season. He came from a Minnesota team that played a completely different style. And he had to sort of figure it out uh, uh, on, on the run, on the move. Um, and, and that's why, again, we go back to the Galaxy. Why do they bring in players from Latin America that understand the system? It's exactly why. Christian Ramirez took a long time to figure out Bob Bradley's style. So then he goes to training camp this winter with the national team who play the same style as LAFC. And he got a, a crash course, a month-long crash course in the style of play. And he started the season very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. One of the problems with Dio's injury is Christian Ramirez has had to play 90 minutes. I don't think he's a 90-minute player. Yep. And I think that's part of the problem. Problem. I think he, he, he loses a lot of his uh, effectiveness by having to play 90 minutes a game. Uh, when Dio comes back and they start sharing the, the, the playing time up top, I think both of them are going to be much more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Christian's just trying to get through this injury phase, and, mm-hmm. and it shows. Yeah, and they also have, uh, obviously, another addition that they signed, Fito Celayo. Any, any word on him, on his status? He looks more physically fit. Some sites seen some of the images and stuff on social media to post them when the first time I saw him. Yeah, he's getting closer and closer. I, I don't know. I, I believe fitness was the issue. He came mm-hmm. in a little bit overweight, you know, like I have room to talk, but he came in a little. I don't play soccer, so yeah. he came in a little bit overweight, mm-hmm. and I think he had trouble getting fit. Then he had an injury, which 
is common. A player coming in, rushing to get fit, gets injured. That happens a lot. Now he's fighting back from the injury. Bob Bradley seems to be giving updates each week saying he's closer and closer and closer. Uh, the next thing will be finding a time to fit him in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they just want to rush him into, into the game and not have him play well. They want to build some confidence, too. That's a big part of it. He hasn't played in a long time. Yeah. And how have you seen, like, the midfield with, like, Mark Anthony Kay and you obviously Lee Wynn or everybody else that's on the team? Well, they brought Lee Wynn in, in, in late in the Seattle game, and he made a big difference. He's been injured and, and has missed a lot of time. Um, I think the best thing with the, the midfield right now is looking at Latif Blessing. Mm. He's the guy that filled in for Wynn when he was hurt. Yeah. He's played a little bit on the back line. He's played a little bit in the midfield. He can be a striker. I think that's a real find in, in Latif Blessing, a guy that, probably wasn't going to get a ton of playing time this year, was going to be a super sub off the bench. He started a lot. His work rate is very high. Statistically, he doesn't look like he's having that good of a season. But when you watch him, he passes the eyeball test. Yeah. He's like Latif Buston's like the ultimate X factor for LAFC. He'll play forward. He'll play defense. He'll play midfield. And I think a lot of credit has to go to him for some of those tough games that LAFC has won. Just, you know, like you said, maybe it won't show on stats, but it shows on the eyes. And that's why I think he's one of uh, Bob Riley's favorite players. Yeah, his work rate is so high. He harasses opponents. He doesn't have a lot of assists, doesn't have a lot of goals, but he's a guy that harasses opponents that he's working all the time. And the fact he's so versatile, you put him on the back line and he's really an attacker. Mm-hmm. On the back line. He plays his defense, yes, but he gets forward, and that fits Bob Bradley's style. Mm-hmm. You put him in the midfield, the same thing. He's a very good passer. He's a good link between the back line and the front line. And then you put him on, uh, you know, as a forward, and he's a great attacker. He can do it all. But what I really like about him is even when you put him on the black, on the back line, he finds a way to mm-hmm. join the attack as well. Yeah, last few things. Let's hit on the uh, LAFC's defense. I feel like one thing that this team has done to improve is just like when they get the lead, typically they win and they don't give up a lead. Um, you know, credit goes to Eddie Segura, you know, Walker Zimmerman, everybody. And I know at times uh, Bob Riley has put has started new players on the outside, uh, on the outside backs. What have you seen from the defense this year? Well, they have a lot of depth, and, mm-hmm. and I think Bob Bradley is right to get some of those players playing time now. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to. What you don't want to do is get to a, a, a time in July and August when you need to use those guys, and they haven't played in months. So I think it's good that he's getting some of those guys a little bit of playing time. Um, the top four they have are lights out. Uh, so when you do bring in some someone off the bench, it's a trade-off. Get them Mm -hmm. a little bit of playing time, but then you're also a little bit weaker. One thing that we haven't mentioned, you know, LAFC with those two red cards in Seattle, they have had six opponents red carded out of games this this year. They are the most fouled team in MLS because of their style of play, their attacking style, their passing style. What it means is opponents just cannot keep up with them, so they foul them. And the six red cards, that's phenomenal. No other team is even close I'm to so, that. I'm so, I'm so glad you hit on that because I think this team became very savvy because obviously they're like the other teams like to hit on Carlos Vela, like to hit on the best team. And we've seen that red card after red card because they, they just get rid of the ball quicker. They make their opponents pay more, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, well, opponents will pull players down because they can't keep up with them. And another thing that's emerged in that is that they've wound up in some scraps. You know, Carlos Vela will get knocked down. He's their star. He's their captain. Mm-hmm. Carlos Vela will get knocked down. One thing that's really impressed me is how Mark Anthony Kay, he, watch closely. Whenever uh, there's any kind of a little physical altercation, Mark Anthony Kay is the guy who comes over and he's the... the uh, the, enforcer. the enforcer. He's the guy that yep, defends yep, 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 the Galaxy players. Yep. This is a very young guy who two years ago yeah. was playing in the USL. Yeah. Um, and he has really emerged as a quiet leader. He 
He's not going to wear the armband, but he's the guy that uh, he's a solid teammate and one of the bigger guys in the field and comes in and defends his teammates. Yeah, and Carlos Vela needs a guy like that. Need, you need when someone's hitting your best player, you need, you need a guy to come up there and have your back. Um, well, Kevin, appreciate it. Kind of hit on everything here on the podcast. Let the people know where they can follow you. They can get me at the LA Times, um, uh, latimes.com online. Uh, and my Twitter handle is kbaxter11. Yeah, make sure you read uh, Kevin Baxter's articles. I don't grab the newspaper, but I do check it out online. And uh, you got some great points. Obviously, one of the biggest insiders here for everything MLS, everything LAFC, LA Galaxy. Uh, For Kevin Baxter, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.